0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. For those of you that are new listeners, my name is Monica Yates, and I'm so excited for another juicy episode. So firstly, if you haven't noticed, we are trying something new this year, and we are going to be doing more video episodes. Now, you can listen to the podcast on YouTube. Just an FYI, if you just search Monica Yates, you'll see it. But if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, I think Apple's meant to as well, but it's doing a shit job at it. Um, You can turn your phone on the side and then you'll be able to watch the podcasts as well. So not every podcast will be video, but we will try and do as many as we can. And I really like your feedback when you guys give it to me. So if you like the video episodes, please let me know because then I'll make an effort to record more of them um, and have them set up in a way where we can post them. And if you don't like them, or if you don't, maybe not if you don't like them, if you don't need them, if you don't listen to the video, you always use audio, then you can let me know that as well, because it's always helpful information to just know what you guys want. Okay, so jumping into today's episode, what the fuck is the deal with crying during sex? So firstly, how how do I even start this podcast episode? I have a bunch of notes that I want to go through. I guess I'm going to firstly say that I cry during sex, not always. But when I have been that well fucked, then yes, I do cry during sex. but I didn't used to always cry during sex. I want to say, in fact, I have i don't think I've ever cried during sex until my current, well, until my fiance and like when we were boyfriend and girlfriend, I would then, um, yeah, I don't think I actually cry with any of my ex-boyfriends. And I always knew that you could cry during sex and I always had that feeling of, I, I, I have before had that feeling of I could cry right now but I never let myself. I didn't know that it was normal, that it was attractive and maybe, you know, if you're just dating the guy casually I don't think that would be attractive. But, you know, if you're in a, in a long-term safe delicious relationship then yeah I want to see some fucking emotions because it's safety it's surrender it's you opening to that extent where you cry so yeah hi I'm Monica and I cry during sex (laughs) That is the first thing that I will say. So in today's episode, um, I'm going to kind of break down why this happens, how you can cry during sex, and of course, how to have better sex. I will go through trauma and how that can also affect your ability to surrender and and to cry and whatnot. And so this is an episode for you if you want to have better sex, if you want to know why you're crying or... I mean, who doesn't want to have better sex? I feel like everyone needs to listen to this episode. Send it to your girlfriends, send it to everybody, maybe send it to your boyfriend if you're like, if he's like, why do you cry during sex? So that he can also understand. Okay. So let's jump in. Sex is something that is so widely seen, right? We see it all over the, we see it all over like the TV shows on Instagram, etc. except it's still barely talked about in depth. That's the interesting thing about so many of these things. Like, porn is always shamed upon, but we never get to the root of why do people watch porn, for example. And I should do an episode on that. I know some of you guys have DM'd me about that, of, like, porn and your partner's watching porn and, like, it affects you, et cetera. It's like there are so many of these things that... They're not taboo anymore, but yet they are still taboo. Like people aren't talking about it in the way that it needs to be talked about. Like when I first started talking about periods back in 2018, I was talking about it in a way that people weren't talking about, but everybody wanted it to be talked about. So I was talking about it in the way of like, let's just talk about blood. And blood clots and heavy periods and the red and the color of our period and the fact that, yeah, sometimes we get periods in our sheet and it ruins our underwear and et cetera, et cetera. I talked about it in a way that was relatable. And I think right now, a lot of the conversation around sex is like tantric sex, which is great. Like yes to tantric sex, but for most people that isn't relatable. They're not not ready to hear about fucking tantric sex yet. And that can be almost deterring to that deeper conversation around sex and intimacy. So I kind of want to bring the middle ground here. Like, yes, we could talk about tantric sex and I'm all for that, but I also just want to share with you guys the not tantric side and just the very normal side um, of talking about sex and how to have better sex, okay? So, like, we talk about porn being bad. We tell everybody not to be a slut, yet we'll share with our girlfriends if we've had bad sex or good sex. Most of the time we'll only share whether we've had really good sex with somebody. But how are we measuring sex is a really good question. How are we measuring it? And can sex get better as you get further on into a relationship? Now, the short answer is yes. Of course, sex can get better as you go further on into a relationship because there's more depth, there's more trust, there's more intimacy, there's more safety in a relationship, which then warrants more trust. Okay. So firstly, in my opinion, sex is one of the most important things in a romantic relationship, right? Sure. You can have sex without intimacy because sex is a physical act and intimacy is, can be a part of sex, but intimacy can also be obtained from cuddling or from a deep conversation or from not even talking, right? So intimacy gets different to sex. You can have sex without intimacy and you can have sex with intimacy, Sex obviously is different when you have trust, when you have honesty, when you have integrity, when you have safety, right? So sex is one of the most important parts of a romantic relationship, in my opinion, as is trust, honesty, integrity, intimacy, etc. right? If there's no sex in a relationship and it's a romantic relationship and you want to be having sex, right? So there isn't some other kind of physical issue that's causing there to not be sex and there's a lack of intimacy, then that's gonna be a problem. There are obviously times in our lives where we can't have as much sex. That happens. You've broken a leg, you've given birth, you've been stressed at work, etc. Sometimes we go through phases where we're not having sex, but is there still intimacy, right? Because intimacy is a really important component of the romantic relationship. Now, like I was saying before, sex can get better as you go further into a relationship because there is more intimacy there is more trust, there's more honesty, there's more integrity, there's more depth, and there's more safety that allows you to surrender more when you're having sex as a woman, right? And same for a man. The sex changes for a man, it gets better for him as well when there are more of these components. Because when there is more safety in a relationship, then there can be more expression, there can be desires that are expressed. You can go further. You can share your darkest fantasies and you're not worried about somebody judging you because of that safety that is present in a relationship, right? So if you are in a loving, trusting, healthy relationship, et cetera, then sex should be, in my opinion, you know, fuck shows, but also just for the sake of this (laughs) sentence, It is, it can be something and it should be something in my opinion that brings you to tears, right? And it makes you blast off into another world. And if you're not having, you know, sex, that's making you blast off to another planet and drown in your own tears. I'm not saying you're having bad sex by any means. I'm saying though that it's possible for you. It is possible. It's just that your body has to feel safe enough to open and let go in order for that to come through. Okay. Now, quickly to just interrupt, one of you said um, in a recent IG live that Queen Alchemy um, is it's older. The pre-recorded stuff is older content. Is it still a good program? Yes, it is still a good program. I really want to clarify this because there's been some mistakes about this. One or two of you have asked about this. Okay. So I said this in my About Me episode, but some of you like misheard the context given, obviously, or didn't hear the context given. So yes, Queen Alchemy started in 2019. It does not mean it's irrelevant, right? It does not mean that it's out of fashion or that it doesn't, it's not valid anymore. I know everybody is wanting shiny, new, new, new things these days. But just because something has some, some older content, as in I am younger, it does not mean that the content isn't valid, right? Everything in those videos I say. In the calls again. I refer you to those videos in Queen Alchemy in the like in the live calls, I'll refer you to those pre-recorded modules because I stand by what said. I would not be sharing something with you ladies if I did not still stand by it. That would be out of integrity. So even if you're in one of my programs and the video content is a little bit older, as in I'm younger, it does not mean that what I'm saying is wrong. No right? In fact, I think there's a lot of beauty in in having that older content because it's like, wow, this is who she used to be. And now look at who she is. So let me go through this content. Let me embody everything that she is teaching here and that she's helping me heal with so that I can then be in the same place that she is. Seeing that transition, I think is beautiful and it's inspiring. And actually some of you commented on this when I shared it on my Instagram story saying that you love that older content because you get to see how far I've come and what I've manifested and you get to ensure that you're embodying those things so that you can be in the energy that I'm currently in at this point in my life etc cetera, etc cetera, right so just because some of the videos I'm younger in does not mean the content isn't good. The content is still the exact same and I stand by it a thousand percent. The pre-recorded content is a very small proportion of Queen Alchemy. So with Queen Alchemy, right, it starts, uh, it opens again for official enrollment. You can secure your place now if you want to on Feb 1st. You have the pre-recorded modules. You also have seven two-hour live calls with me every week. They're two-hour healing calls and 14 additional mini trauma healing calls. So you can come to as many of those 14 calls that you can that you can come to that you want to and then you also have those seven calls that everybody comes to. So there is so much live content. It is not it's not a pre-recorded program, right? There are pre-recorded components, but it is very much a live program and you have me to ask questions to in the Telegram group. For seven weeks. It is very, very live. It does not feel pre-recorded. It feels more live because it is live. I'm there with you for seven weeks and I'm fully devoted to you all for those seven weeks and to help you. Okay. So please remember that with Queen Alchemy, I do not want you guys to be deterred because some of you misheard or didn't hear what I said in that the New About Me episodes. Okay, join Queen Alchemy every time it is live. Just because there's some pre-recorded stuff does not mean it has a bad program. Second thing I want to say is the Australia event. Okay, if you have not got your tickets to the Australia event, I don't know what you're waiting for. Um, This is a world-class, unparalleled event. There is no other event out there like this. It is not just journaling and some high-vibe personal development. It will change your fucking life. Go to the website page and read some of those testimonials they speak for themselves right trust your intuition there are payment plans available right now but they will end at the end of february so after uh, after the end of feb 28th of feb there will be no more payment plans available um so you only are able to you're only going to be able to join in full so if you need the payment plan make sure you get on it now and i will not be running another australian event we have four dogs a wedding to plan a house God knows what else is coming our way this year, so I will not be able to make another trip over to Australia anytime soon. So if you know you want to join, please make sure you do so. Get a plane ticket. Come to Melbourne. You will not regret it. I promise. Okay, jumping back in. So now, do you need to be having the best sex of your life all the time? No, right? Maybe sometimes it's a a big sex lol or you have a three-hour sex day, whatever it is. That's fantastic. Ask yourself if you know why it's happening. Get inquisitive. Do you know why it's happening? Right? Is it something that is spoken about in the open? Things that are on the table are going to be much less of an issue for you. They're going to be much less of a shadow and a shame inducer in a relationship than the unspoken things. So if you haven't had sex in a few weeks, but there's still intimacy, then sweet, good, you're fine, whatever, right? If that feels good for you, or you might want to get fucked, I get you. But if things start going downhill, Right or if intimacy as well as the sex starts to go MIA. What can you do about it? So, firstly, many of us are, if not all of us, actually, have some kind of sexual trauma. We have some kind of trauma, whether it's sexual or not. I should say we just, we all have some kind of trauma, and this trauma inhibits our sexual side being expressed. Right. So, all trauma is. For those of you that don't really know, trauma is a moment where your body. And mind felt unsafe. And as a result, you went into fight, flight, freeze, or detach to protect yourself. If the trauma was never processed in that moment, you will continue to be triggered by a visceral response through your body until you heal it. So for many people, intimacy and trust issues are a really big deal when it comes to sex and relationships, right? If you had a parent that wasn't attuned to your emotional needs or your emotions as a kid, you might've been constantly feeling on edge. You might've been anxious. You might've been avoidant. You might've been suppressed, numbed out, whatever, as a kid. And therefore, as an adult, intimacy and relationships can often seem like a very dangerous situation to your brain and to your body, even though they're often not a dangerous situation. So when you have constant trauma, what I want you guys to understand in your brain is that your amygdala starts to get worse and worse at telling you what's an actual dangerous situation and what is a perceived dangerous situation. So you could be in a very healthy loving sexual situation with someone, right? And your amygdala could be sending off the alarm bells of get the fuck out of this situation, but in reality the situation is safe. So we can get really frustrated with our body when it's like I want you to understand this. It's not about what is consciously in front of you. It is about how your brain is perceiving it. It is about how your body is having a visceral reaction because your amygdala is sending off the warning bells and that is causing your body to have a somatic experience like getting hot or getting sweaty or getting really contracted in your pussy when you're having sex. Okay. So I want to give you guys some examples so that you can understand that sexual trauma can show up in ways that aren't sexual just to help you to kind of think about and reflect on and kind of validate yourself possibly of maybe I have some trauma that I don't want to admit. Okay. So sexual trauma can show up as intimacy issues, trust issues, anxious and avoidant attachment styles, freezing in sex, having a very tight pussy or a very tight pelvic floor, not being able to surrender and let go in the bedroom, Painful sex, not being able to orgasm, not being able to voice your needs and wants in any situation. Feeling like you can't express yourself emotionally or verbally, etc. Not knowing what you want. Just not knowing what you want in life or in the bedroom or for lunch. You 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 can't tune into your body because you might be numbed out, you might be disassociated, you might be just simply completely unaware of how your body feels at a given time because of sexual trauma or trauma in any capacity. Um, And you might not feel comfortable in public situations where you're being dance, where you're dancing or where you're being flirty because you don't want to get any unwanted attention because you worry about what will happen as a result of some kind of sexual trauma, for example, right? The list could go on. But that are just some. There are just some. So as a result of these things, many of us don't have the kind of sex that we could be having because we are not letting go to the depths that we could because we don't feel safe to surrender. We are not speaking up. We are not expressing our desires. We don't even fucking know our desires. We are shaming our own sexual fantasies. We cannot trust the person because we cannot trust ourselves in our body and we think that relationships are unsafe whether you consciously think that or unconsciously think that. And we aren't able to open our heart. Right? So even though maybe you think consciously, nah, my trauma, like whatever, it's fine. Think about how it is showing up in your relationships because shit can't hide in a relationship. So if stuff is showing up in your relationships, it's because you haven't healed something. It's showing up for a reason. And even though you might not want to admit it to yourself, drop your fucking ego and admit it to yourself because the only way that you're going to have amazing fucking sex. And I know we all want to have great sex. Now, if you are not in Queen Alchemy, I'd recommend joining. For those of you that really find it hard to tune into your body, if you are afraid of expressing yourself, if you, you know, um, what's another example? If you are always self-sabotaging, I know there are plenty of you listening that do that. If you are always self-sabotaging, if you have not bought your ticket to my Australia event, you need to. And the reason why I say that you need to is because it's easy to self-sabotage when you're behind a screen. So if you have the ability to come, and don't tell yourself that you don't when you actually do, if you have the ability to come, get fucking resourceful and come. Because I'm there with you in person. I get to help you. I get to touch you. I get to help you feel safe. You you will feel safe in the environment. You are around other women, right, that help to allow you to release and let go because they are. Many of us need a safe environment for our bodies to just feel what it feels like to let go. If you have a stressed household, a stressful job, you live in a big city, God knows what else is on your plate, you have health issues, you probably don't know what it feels like to let go because you haven't... Put yourself in a situation that allows your body to feel that safe, where you actually can let go. Because in order for you to cry during sex, you have to feel unafraid of judgment, and you have to feel unafraid to express yourself. If you want to be able to fucking cry like a baby, but you are worried about what is he going to think of me? Or what is she going to think of me? Or, you know, this is pathetic or this is weak and you have all this unhealed, massive wounds around feminine expression and your emotions, then good luck on having an amazing fucking orgasm that sends you to the moon and back because you can't let go. And in order for you to have an orgasm, let alone cry during sex, you have to feel safe to be seen and to express yourself. Most of us don't feel seen. Most of us don't feel safe to express ourselves because we're afraid of judgment. We're comparing ourselves all the time. Thank you, social media. And we are judging ourselves all the time as a result of that comparisonitis, right? When you're in a healthy relationship, though, I hope that you're not judging your partner and therefore your partner shouldn't be judging you either. But if you are judging yourself, that is where the issue comes in. Because it doesn't matter. Even if someone's telling you a million times a day, I'm not judging you, I'm not judging you, I'm not judging you. That doesn't matter if you're judging yourself. If you are a perfectionist, you're probably judging yourself by not being perfect enough, by not looking cute enough in the bedroom, by not having a perky enough bum. And all of these things play into your inability to fully open your body and be seen by him in in the fullest range of your emotions and of your expression. So even as a starting point, I say, as you can see, my full vision bra, lol, even as a starting point, can you start to just express your emotions to yourself, right? Ensure that throughout the day, you are letting go into your feminine. Maybe you're taking a breather, putting your feet in the grass. Like I'm doing a bunch of recording today, right? EOD number two. It's out by the time this is out, or maybe it's nearly about to be out, whatever. Not sure. Um, And I'm recording all the videos today. Not all of them, majority of them. I already have a sore throat from talking way too much. And after I do this episode, I'm just going to go outside, put my feet in the grass, even though it's fucking freezing, ground, make a cup of tea, have a bite to eat, then come back up. Throughout the day, can you soften? Can you let go? Can you enjoy your life? Can you focus this year on... Less running and just trusting you'll get it all done. You'll get it all done if you slow the fuck down. Also, give your partner permission to put you in your feminine, right? When you are both in the same energy going into sex, you're just going to be butting heads and repelling each other. You have got to feel, for the sort of sex where your tears come, like he is penetrating you and giving you his energy and you are fully receiving it. Like he is fucking giving you all of him, all of his energy, and you are just broken in half and receiving it. Like every part of you is open. Every part of you is wanting him. Every part of you is receiving him, right? You are letting him blast you off to the stars and your heart is completely open. That's what's going to happen if you're in your masculine. So you need to make sure that you're in your feminine and also have some fun with it. Give your partner permission to be like, babe, drop this fucking masculine shit. Drop it off, out the door. Feminine, please. Right. Give your partner permission to say those things to you. It's it's fun because he gets to remind you of those things, and then he feels like mm, masculine man. Right. Like he's like put you in his place. That's fucking sexy. And you also then get to be reminded of it, so you don't feel like you're having to remember all the time, and then you're in your head for remembering all the time. Right. Another thing. Obviously, make sure if you're wanting to have The kind of sex where you're crying, where you've healed the stuff that's inhibiting you from feeling safe to let go, from feeling safe to be fully seen, to be completely vulnerable and wide open. If you have skin issues, whether it's acne, whether it is psoriasis, whether it's really bad eczema, one of the causes that it could be is you are afraid of being seen. There's obviously other causes like some kind of emotion that's trying to come out of your body, anger, rage, frustration, whatever it is. But one of the main things can actually be a fear of being seen, right? So we try and we hide behind these skin issues as a way of us not being seen because we don't feel safe to be seen. And that can come from sexual trauma. It can also just come from societal trauma. Society makes you feel not safe to be seen because of X, Y, and Z. I mean, you could be really pretty, for example, and feel unsafe to be seen, because of some sexual trauma or because society says it's unsafe to be pretty and therefore you could develop skin issues that you never had because of this issue, right? So just to make just a little quick side note, that can be a way to know if you have a fear of being seen. If you have a fear of letting go, you'll generally be a control freak, right? When things don't go your way, you will freak the fuck out. You do not soften in the arms of masculinity because you are afraid of letting go. So when he touches you, your body doesn't melt and soften, right? Because you are afraid of letting go. Or you don't sleep well because you're afraid of letting go. Or you're holding on to this excess weight because you don't let it go. Because you can't let it go. You don't feel safe to let it go. And that can be because you don't feel safe to like, you don't know who you are without it. It can be because of trauma of if things, if you're not in control, you're gonna get hurt. Whatever it is. But the bottom line is for a lot of us, for most of us, we bring our past relationships into our current relationships. And it's unfair. It's unfair for you. It's unfair for the relationship. It's unfair for him. It's unfair for your fucking sex life. So, whatever you're bringing in from your past relationships that's causing you to not feel safe to let go in your current relationship, then I definitely recommend making sure that you heal that stuff because you owe it to yourself right? Fuck carrying stuff from the past. That's like, so 2022, right? This is the year where you get to let it go and you are flying and your wings are out and you are living your best life. COVID is fucking over people. Like it is so fucking over. I don't care what anybody says. It is so over. And this is the year where I pray that you guys allow yourself and give yourself permission. And you tell yourself that you deserve to be free of this stuff. And I will preface a lot of people, I used to have it too, have a lot of COVID trauma right? A lot of COVID trauma. I didn't, I've talked about this before. I didn't realize how stressed my body was from COVID, from being away from my family, from being stuck in London, from et cetera, et cetera, not knowing when it was going to end, having that kind of jail cell of this unknown that we all had around us. That, I didn't realize how stressed that was making my body until I really moved to Atlanta because I live in like the trees and like, whatever, it's really quiet out here and I love it. And being here, it was like, whoa, I thought I wasn't stressed anymore when I moved back to New York, but I don't think I actually healed my nervous system because of New York. I, you know, like I needed to come to Atlanta to heal my nervous system. Now when I go back to New York, I'm fine. But I needed that space to heal my nervous system. And so many of us need to heal our nervous system. I guarantee you, you probably need to heal your nervous system. You might not even know what your nervous system is. I need an episode on that. Um, So start, like, give yourself permission to tap into where are you stressed? What's causing you stress? What unconscious stresses do you have that is affecting you in your relationships, in your reactions to things, in your responses, in the way in which you engage in your work life and in all sorts of your relationships, okay? Because the kind of sex that we're wanting, that I know so many of you guys are wanting, that sex only comes from shitloads of trust from a loving relationship and from honesty and depth and intimacy, that only comes when you have fully shown up for yourself. Because if you do not feel those things towards yourself, you're not going to let yourself feel them towards somebody else. Definitely not, right? Don't be surprised also if things that aren't perfectly linked to your sexuality are blocking you. For example, your relationship with food, I mean, maybe some of us bring strawberries and chocolate into the bedroom, (laughs) maybe not all of us, Um, but your relationship with food can be heavily affecting the way in which you show up in the bedroom. I mean, think about it, right? If you are having a shitty relationship with food because you have a shitty relationship with your body, it's generally the connection, do you feel super confident in the bedroom? Are you worried about your body in the way that it looks? Probably. And then how is that affecting your inability to let go? Pretty heavily because you're in your head. You're worrying, you're thinking, you're not being. You're not in a present moment of time, lost with time. You are fully aware, you are thinking, you are analyzing, you are controlling, you are criticizing. You are not lost in this oneness of sex and making love. You're in your head. Right, so I'm going to leave you guys with these things to think about. But the main thing is that I want to leave you with is that crying, like allow, get, get, having that kind of sex that allows you to cry, comes from letting go. So how can you let go more in your day to day life, as that will be translated into the bedroom? And what things do you need to start working on so that you can feel safe toward within yourself, so that you can then bring that with somebody else? I'm going to leave you with those things, okay? Do not forget the Australia event. There are so many testimonials on the website and like plenty of them say, I didn't even know I had this trauma. So many of them have said, I went to therapy for a million years. <laughs> none of it, like n- none of that did anything like these three days did. I've had girls come before where they've gone out with this one opinion of themselves and this one, like, this is who I am, not changing, etc., etc." et, cetera, et cetera. And then they leave completely different because they didn't realize that underneath that story and this like decision they'd made for themselves was a whole pile of trauma and they were just trying to keep themselves safe. This event's not only healing, it's expanding. It will expand you so that you can have more out of every area of your life. So please make sure that you've left a review on the podcast, send us a screenshot, support at monikagateshealth.com And then we will send you the meditation that is only available through this way. You cannot buy it anywhere. And do not forget, ladies, I have tons of freebies on the website as well that you can download um, and get access to. And there is more coming this year. We have so many great things to look forward to. If you haven't checked out the kind of enrollment itinerary for this year, it's on my Instagram. Just might need to scroll down a tiny bit so you can see all the new programs that are coming Um, So that you can start saving, organizing, making sure you have these things on your radar so that none of you miss out on these launches. And do not forget my book, well, should be, should be coming out November this year. So lots of exciting things coming. As usual, guys, I really appreciate your support. If you haven't shared this episode already on your Instagram stories or texted it in your group thread, please do so because I'm sure many of your friends are going to want to listen to this so that you can all be having way better sex Um, and maybe send this to your boyfriend as well or to your partner if he's having issues in the bedroom and issues with letting go and trusting himself and he's being in his head as well because men have sexual trauma too okay i'm gonna love you and leave you i hope to all see you in the next episode and have a lovely rest of week.